In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Booking Institute, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as usual, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? There he is. There we go. Hey. There we go. Hey. Hey, there I am. What's going Weird on, man? Connection. I'm I'm here now, so that's a plus. Yeah, uh, Microsoft keeps giving me. Yeah, Microsoft's giving me a bunch of notifications. Yay, Microsoft! Anyway, uh, hi. I'm 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 hi. here. I did, I did watch NXT. Um, Finally. Well, I watched the first. NXT. Um, I fell asleep during the ladder match, which probably doesn't say much for the ladder match. It's not the best ladder match I've ever seen, but everything before that was absolute fire. So, absolute um, fire. So that was pretty cool. So let's see. Um, for us, just to recap, uh, since you weren't yeah. here for the review, worst match of the night for us was uh, the Martinez versus Zaylee match. Um See, I thought it was better than the ladder match myself. Uh, ladder match was was kind of a close second for us, but uh, but there there were some things about the ladder match that we kind of liked. That uh, I think is um, so. Since you weren't here, let's just kind of rapid fire go through what you would have done for that. I know this is off subject okay. for the Fantasy Booking Institute. Um, I didn't well oh, after and, the ladder the match, way, but I. I assume it was exceptional. Uh, the the what was after the ladder match? Yeah, the ladder match. Then the championship. Remember what? Was that the only one left? You'd seen the women's championship match. Okay. No, I didn't see the women's so, championship. Okay, so you had women's championship, men's championship. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, ju- just uh, to jump ahead. Uh, currently, no JLB. Um, he might jump in at some point. If he does, you'll see him. If not, we'll make fun of him. So, um, so yeah. uh, we'll do that whether he shows up or not. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we probably still will do that. Yeah, but uh, so um, worst match of the of the night. You already have the the ladder match. Um, uh, most yeah, predictable. I, moment. I, I enjoyed the Zaylee match. So, see, I, most predictable I moment. Uh, probably during during watching. Um, now again, I, I don't. I'm missing two, um, I, and I didn't watch result or read results or anything because I wanted to make sure that I, I had authentic reactions. So, um, but I, I'm assuming Karrion Cross defended. Um, so if he did, that's probably pretty predictable. I would actually say of what I've seen, um, the six man tag I thought was the most predictable. Um, in terms of, of who won. Uh, but in action, I would say uh, 
Bronson Reed doing the dives through the ropes was pretty predictable once you were watching and you're like, okay, well, the natural sequence here is that Bronson Reed's going to go through because there's five dudes out there to catch him. So for me, that so, was the most predictable. Um, um, I also thought that Xylee's, um handler <laughs> being yeah. some type of dominant force was pretty predictable once she stood up. So my most predictable was Chekhov's ladder in the ladder's match when they set up the ladder on the outside uh, and then um, did a bunch of other stuff. I was like, yep, yep, that's going to be the finish of the match. They're going to climb up on a ladder in the middle of the ring and throw someone out onto that ladder. And sure enough, that's how yep. Grimes that's exactly happened. Um, overhype of the week. Now, you know, keep in mind, you've missed, uh, you don't have a couple matches to, to truly do, but you... You got at least past the the overhype of the week that I chose. So, okay, um, overhype. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, you would have chosen Bronson Reed because you're not a big Bronson Reed fan. I did choose Bronson <laughs> Reed, um, but I and and the growling is getting. I don't know why we have to develop this. Brr guy when he wasn't that for so very very long and I so just, uh, i'm not that that that's kind of the that's where the overhype lands for me i i would say um i would say the ladder match itself was an overhype in fact the overhype of the night for that particular night was the gold ladder that weighed so much and then cameron Grenz goes out and it's just a normal ladder that's been painted gold and yeah See, we did. Uh, we did actually like that moment when really, like, I want the gold ladder. Um, we disagreed on who should have won. Well, we disagreed with NXT on who should have won it. Uh, but we felt like they're probably. Oh, I think Cameron Grimes should have won. Uh, yeah, I think Cameron Grimes should have won. But they are telling a longer storyline since you haven't watched NXT tonight. Um, and I haven't watched all of it, but I've watched enough to spot this part. Um, let's just say more takes place in the million dollar belt situation. What I really wanted was Ted DiBiase Jr. This to be the introduction of Ted DiBiase Jr. back to WWE. That's what I really wanted. I wanted him to come interfere, climb the ladder, and take the title down. Um, that I, the kid can wrestle. He wasn't booked right before. Maybe with his dad on the mic for him his real biological dad on the bike for him yes. it would have made a difference i mean it's one of those things that i i said this about uh, uh some of the other in that generation the legacy um they well like uh, uh curtis axel is a perfect example yeah they try so hard sometimes to not follow their father's legacy that they go the wrong way so um well, and you think about it, like Randy Orton didn't follow Cowboy Bob, uh, other than that they were both heels. Um, sometimes that works. Sometimes it's actually quite a bit like Rocky. Um, probably has better mic skills, or maybe was given more freedom with the mic at the time. Yeah. So. Um... It's a, you probably don't have enough to say worst performance of the week, but of the three that you saw so far, worst performance? Ooh. 
Santos Escobar. I don't usually say that, but um, I really expected him to not be um, chicken shit heel. Um, I think he's. I think chicken shit heel is not the right role for him. I, I think heel's the right role for him. I just don't think chicken shit heel is the right role. So, uh, what else? It, it, it was an underperformance. Yeah. Um, worst move of the night. Worst move of the night. I I can already tell you what my um, worst move of the night, and it was Bronson Reed's stupid dive through the ropes. Fucking. <laughs> I thought it was predictable. I didn't think. Worst move of the night is uh, Ejen May, or her name is, doing the choke that devastates, you know. Um, that was probably my worst room of the night. I, 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 they're, I, are they, are they introducing a character or are they introducing a voice or I, I don't really know what's going on there. Not I like sure Zia Lee a know, lot. So. Yeah. That's the, the problem is I liked Zia <laughs> um, Lee before this whole character and this whole character. I think but her mentor true. should not be, her mentor should not be more powerful than her. Mm-hmm. Otherwise the mentor should just be. The person. Um, and then worst moment of the night. For me, worst it was the girl from the, the ring performing a choke slam off the side of the. I, yeah. So I'm in agreement with you there. The what? The girl from the oh, ring, okay. aka yeah, like, mentor. Yeah. <laughs> the girl from the ring. Um. I mean, I don't know. She's got to make I, money Cameron, somehow. Cameron Grimes not winning. Cameron Grimes not winning. Okay. Um, rapid fire through because we got to get to the fans. I'm not sold on the character. I'm not sold on the character of uh, of LA Knight. I think as a wrestler, I just don't. I'm, I'm not there yet on the character. So uh, my assessment of LA Knight but is. L.A. Knight is what happens when uh, you tell a young white guy they can be anything they want to be, and they say, I want to be The Rock. Um, <laughs> I want to be rich. Okay. No, just The Rock. He wants to be The Rock. You you look at yeah. his whole persona is effectively circa 1999-2000 The Rock, right? Uh, he even refers to himself in third person. <laughs> A lot. His uh, early posing had a lot of back to the hard cam. A lot of back to the hard cam. So, um, in his posing, but so, so. Uh, so we're going best moment, uh, breakout star of the week. I can almost guarantee the best moment happened in the championship match. I can almost guarantee it that you had five dudes who were studs there. Um, Breakout star of the week. Um, I mm, L.A. Knight. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't even remember who we chose. I don't like I know it. We disagreed, but, but... Uh, best performance of the week. And I'm going to tell you mine. Uh, you haven't seen it yet, um, but it's it's William Regal. Cross. My best performance of the week. Really, the term performance, but best performance of the week is put on a show. William Regal. Now, you haven't. Well, seen I mean, I'm watching it right after this, so 
Okay. You haven't seen the part yet that I'm referring to, but uh, but yeah. So, um, but I'll agree. under hype of the week. Oh, Mercedes Martinez. Um, her her avalanche uh, face plant thing. That move that she does as as a signature move. I guess I have to say it that way because you can't say finisher now. Um, where. It's kind of like F5, but way the frick cooler. Um, I, that's where I was like, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, Mercedes Martinez was flat. She ate well. She did the match well. Um, she took the bumps well. Um, I, that's why I was so impressed with that match. So see, I'm, see, I'm astonished me, that you guys didn't like it that much. For, for me, the biggest problems with that match is A, it was too short. Uh, so short that JLB put it, I don't know if he put it as his worst match of the night, but he probably did because he missed almost all of it. He went to take a bathroom break, and by the time he was back, it was done, right? That match was seven minutes long. He takes a long poop. That must have been a a long long poop, poop. yes, but it was only seven minutes long, and uh, those people both deserved longer. So Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to Oh My God moment. And I'm going to tell you, it goes back to my same Probably most predictable the ladder moment. Match. It was the Chekhov's ladder moment. Uh, because when Cameron yeah, Grimes got yeah. thrown off the top that, of one that, ladder. That's the way you do it. She was like, ah. And, through a ladder, uh, JLB, through the floor. Yeah. JLB couldn't actually argue with that because he literally texted us, oh my God, when that happened. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then for me, I'm going to tell you right now, best move of the night and best match of the week both happened in the main event. So I'm not going to tell you what they are. I want you to, when you get to the main event, watch it and decide there. So. Yeah, well, and you know, like I said, I, I have the signature move for Mercedes right now is my move. So mm-hmm. um, I get pissed off every time I watch MSK and I don't get the uh, press. The, Shove, shove, they uh, push the or press, or whatever. Yeah, stand, shooting star shove. Press. Yeah, <laughs> I, that thing. I genuinely get pissed off when I don't see that. I'm like, why didn't they do that? Yeah. Um, I I will tell you uh, that, like I said, I had best match of the night was the main event. However, that doesn't mean it was a perfect uh, match. There were issues with it. You'll you'll see. Uh, JLB had a major issue with it I, that didn't bug me as much because I saw the storyline reasons. Was it an elimination match? No. I, I, it was just a full I, fatal I, I, five I, I, way. So I, I, single fall wins. Winner take all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they didn't take that opportunity to title off across, put it back across later. Yeah, no. They didn't. didn't but I feel like, well, and I guess I don't know the results, but I assume you don't take it off of carry across yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna spoil it. Karen Cross wins, but the the problem JLB had with it is they did the whole storyline. Uh, Karen Cross got knocked out, uh, suplexed onto the announce table, and then was out of the match for a long time. And that was his most pre- predictable moment because he said as soon as he saw that happen, he knew that uh, Karen Cross was just gonna come back at the end to win. Um, Homeboy doesn't get knocked out, so that I think that weakens him. I don't like that. I I don't think it weakens him, but because here's the deal: the storyline they were telling the entire time was Karrion Cross is taking on these four other guys, and he doesn't have to get pinned to 
lose this match. And so then he's he's out on the uh, on the outside, and now suddenly they could tell this storyline inside the ring. Oh my goodness, any one of these people could win it, you know, without having to pin Karrion Cross. They just have to have to pin, and there are a lot of a lot. It's like nuts for about five minutes there, where uh, there's a lot of false finishes and 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 big moves happening in the ring. So, anyways. Uh, but um, they should have taken that up. Okay, I could hear what you just said because you broke broke up there for a second. They should have taken that opportunity to put Undisputed Era back together and have Adam Cole lay down. Yeah, well, they they are cool. um not not to spoil uh tonight's events, but I'm pretty sure they are not even thinking of uh, putting Undisputed Era back together. Um, okay. That's, I think, far farthest from their minds now. So, Anyway, we will <laughs> go ahead and get into what people actually showed up uh, to this to watch. What you clicked on this uh, to hear is our Fantasy Booking Institute. The rules of this are always very simple, right? We're going to take turns. Uh, challenging the other to fantasy book something in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance, so our answers are made up on the spot, and we think that's uh, more challenging and or funnier. Make up your mind that way. Um, I do like to remind everyone before we get into it, though, that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network, so head on over to tatnusco.com and check on the other network shows there, and then you know, come back here and listen to the next stuff. So, But we are going to go ahead with the fantasy booking. I'll give uh, DFA a chance to choose to go uh, first or second. I'm terrified of going first. I want to get retaliation. Well, you were breaking up there, so I'm I'm, I'm telling you to go. Okay. I said you go first. Okay. Because I'm terrified of retaliation. <laughs> I I understand that. I'm gonna go ahead and go first because I think mine's kind of topical and fun. So, uh, okay, wrestling fans know this weekend is Hell in a Cell, right? Um, what? Uh, and every time Hell in a Cell comes around, uh, we have challenge each other to book some sort of variation on Hell in a Cell. And we may have talked and done something like this before. In fact, I know a couple weeks ago I did uh, what you think the Hell in a Cell matches should be. Um, But I'm going to do a twist on this. I want you to book... You don't have to book the whole card, but the main card for a AEW versus NXT version of Hell in a Cell. Uh, That means at least two matches in the Or all the matches... Yeah, you don't have to go into like total storylines and all that stuff. You don't have to do like 12 matches. I'm really just looking for the main matches, main, you know, main event, co-main, couple lead-up matches. Just what would you like to see at a AEW versus NXT Hell in a Cell? So I, I'm going to start off... Uh... I feel like this should be a champion versus champion event. Uh, and there's a lot of the uh, 
Well, hi. The in the strip the uh, North American title off of Bronson Reed. And there's a guy who had a title in a little while that I feel like would be really, really entertaining in a title match, title versus title from the for the North American title uh, versus the TNT title. Uh, um, so I'm going to have Adam Cole get a North American title run. I'm North American title champion. Um, now it gets a little tougher because uh, current AEW TNT champion is still Darby Allen, correct? No. Miro. No, he lost it to Miro. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is Miro. I kind of want to see Adam Cole versus Cody. <laughs> That's where I was going with that. So I speak. Uh, I don't need to. That one is. Uh, I feel like Cody can do a lot with this. Cole can do a lot with the cell. would be rather than climbing to the top. Like there would be like, like. Jungle grab from the top um, type stuff. I, I, I just feel like that's the best overall move. Um, I think the build for for so I've done tag titles obviously to do the championship. That's, that's I think that's gonna stay exactly the way it's, it is. I think that'd be foolish to change. Um, women's tag. Um, I'm gonna make an assumption. For AEW, that is not true yet, but I'm going to assume that they're going to start some women's tag titles, and I'm going to assume that they pick up the Iconics. Um, just that way we can have every single title represented. Um, and uh, so by doing so, that puts, uh, that puts the NXT Women's Tag Champion, which is, is that Coda? Uh, nope. The current NXT tag champs are uh, uh, women's tag is women's um, tag. They took it off of um, Ember and Shotzi. Yeah, it took it off of Ember and Shotzi. But now, uh, give me one second. Uh, uh, Indy Hartwell. Oh yeah, uh, the way Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Okay. Yeah, I I like that. I think that's one of the most irritating promo sets ever in the history of of all time. Ever. I I I kind of would like to see Shotzi come back healthy and and have the Ember Shotzi versus versus the Iconics. But um, I actually think I like the Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell just for the irritating the just. 
the promos would just be ah oh, fire, man. I don't know if the matches. I okay. I know that the cruiserweight championship is not uh, there, there's not a representative, um, so we're going to go ahead and take the lightweight. There. A lot of people are going to assume that my thought Cheetah versus like is a fire match and a lot of fun and you can do some fun stuff with it. I think the right move there is Kushida versus Darby Allen. You, you have such different styles. It's just for an absolute blast of a match. Um, I think I also put that one in Hell of um, a Cell. I put it in Ladder and Cell. You strap the title to the top of the cell and that's how they get it almost in an Ultimate X style um, invention, so to say. Um, oh, we must have just actually lost uh, DA Fabe. Um, give me a second to get him. There he you is. moved me He's out. I didn't back. touch anything. Okay, we're... Dropped, so. um, okay, hello. So your, your connection we have doesn't the, seem the to ladder be the best. Us. Yeah, you were talking about that. Your connection doesn't tonight. seem to be the most stable tonight. So, and I know there's some storms happening out near where you live, so that might play into it a bit. Too. Yes, there is. So, sincerest apologies for that, folks. Anyway, so we we got through the the, the cruiserweight then, right? Mm-hmm. I you heard that, okay? Yep, um, ladder match. So the the as much as I want um, Finn Balor versus versus uh kitty omega which uh, i think would make smarts just cream um, i mean what what <laughs> um i i have a i i i would love to see kitty omega versus carrion cross doomsday saida versus the um v trigger um i think they can both put on long matches i think the interference that would be involved would be gold. Um, I just think there's so much fun stuff that you could do there. Um, that's obviously in Hell in a Cell. Um, but there's open doors for interference left and right there. There's open doors for uh, Finn Balor to come in and devastate them both, you bolt cutters. I'm the I'm the original Bullet Club leader, and I'm the rightful NXT champ and all that. That stuff. I just I think that you can just have a ton of build there. You can even do Finn Balor as a special guest referee. How many times did we see that with uh, with Stone Cold? You know. <clears throat> so I'm absolutely okay with all of those happening. <laughs> um, that's I think how I would do that. Okay. Now, do I need to book who wins? Nah, I think we're we're just fine no? with the idea yeah. for now, at least. We can talk more about that in the future. Like, I, now, now I know to uh, challenge you to book a feud between Karrion Cross and Kenny Omega. And, and you'll go, oh. I, I'm yeah. going uh, yeah, to give you, give you a, a hint back on to um, talking about the pay-per-view. Uh, we can give JLB all sorts of crap because he is not a Karrion Cross fan. Yeah. 
I didn't freeze. That was just my face. (laughs) I I, I don't get it either. One Doomsday Saida. That's all it takes. Seeing one Doomsday Saida, and you're like, yeah, I like this dude. He's awesome. Yep. He he says he's he's got the look and he's got the mic skills, but he doesn't deliver in the ring. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm gonna fire you. Must be a Canadian thing though. So did he watch the Tommaso Champa match? He did, and apparently was not impressed. So. Oh, that's another piece to that. That was uh, that was a good promo, good moment. He, seeing Champa and Thatcher promo mm-hmm. out there, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a good one. So, so anyway, so we will go ahead and move on instead now to your challenge to me. Oh, do you? I, I with one person short. Did you want to do your own challenge or no? Um, you know what? I can. I'll. I can maybe circle back to it depending on how long your challenge takes. Circle back. Not, <laughs> whether or not I'm angry and need a need a refresher. All right. You ready for this? No, but I'm gonna do it anyways. I sent a text message today about a certain thing I saw on Twitter. I don't know if it actually happened on Raw or not, but I can tell you that it's happening in real life. I need you to book Piper Niven's run <laughs> in WWE. Um, and unfortunately, you are saddled with the current circumstance that her mentor is Ava Marie. So I kind of suspicioned this when you sent that text. And yes, that actually happened on Raw last night. Um, we had, we had Ava Marie come out for her match where she was supposed to face, uh, Naomi. And, Mm -hmm. uh, instead of Ava Marie in the ring, you had, uh, this, oh, it's, it's absolutely frustrating the crap out of wrestling Twitter, right? Uh, because the announcers like, who is this woman? Uh, she's been wrestling for NXT UK for like two years. You should know her now. She's been in your company for a long time. We don't know who this is. Who's this woman? Uh, but it's Piper Niven, a.k.a. Viper Niven, a.k.a. whatever. They're going to end up calling her now that because I, I hear reports they're going to change her name. It's probably just going to be Niven. Why no, not just like, like the report I heard said it's going to be a totally new name, new character. Um, and now I, let's see, what was it on? I think it was Dirt Sheet Radio uh, tweeted it based on. But of all people, freaking Piper Niven, that's who you're going to, who you're going to have even, like, just give us an outsider, man. She's really good. Like, Piper Niven's really good. Yeah, I think that's uh I think that's the reason they chose her for this is uh because she's good enough to not make Ava Marie look bad. Cuz if You think that's why? Yes, if the uh uh okay, Fightful is reporting that WWE is planning on calling her Dewdrop. Spelled D O U D R O P, dewdrop. All is one word. I don't know. Um, so, uh, but I think that's the thing is is to bring in someone who's good to uh, 
to be the muscle for Ava Marie, who's not good. Uh, I suppose. Or, or, or maybe, I mean, I someone on this uh, particular podcast thinks she's going to be the um, breath of fresh air that WWE needs. I don't think I said that exactly. No, no, but I'm putting words in your mouth, so uh, might as well make it's them. It's not the only thing you're putting in my... Uh, never mind. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, um... So, uh, book Piper Niven's run with Ava Marie. So... To a title. I, to any title. Whatever title you choose. So, so, um... I mean, in the end... I think it's obvious, and so th- this is going to be the obvious part of booking. This is what they're doing. They're going to have her be the muscle for Ava Marie. Ava Marie's probably not going to get in the ring because they officially announced, I guess they didn't, Ava Marie officially announced herself as the winner of that match on Monday night versus uh, Naomi. Even though she didn't get in the ring, Piper Niven got in the ring and just squashed absolutely squashed Naomi, which um, I like Naomi. Um, okay. I like Piper Niven <laughs> no, better, but, but, uh, but this is one place that I'm going to say Naomi did deserve better than that. Um, they, you know, they, they could have had her come in and squash some of the lower cards first, but I guess, uh, uh, you know, other side of the coin is their uh, raw women's roster is getting pretty, um, Thin. Pretty pretty thin, uh, especially because you've got Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke in their own little program um, going up against uh, the current uh, tag champions, who is uh, Naomi and um, uh, Tamina, who are technically SmackDown uh, champions. But aside from Piper, uh, aside from Naomi and those, you know, Lacey Evans is out for at least another nine months or so. Well, probably not nine anymore. Six months or so at best. Anyways. Um, yeah, probably a year. She'll want some time depend, down with the baby. Depending on how much time she wants afterwards. I mean, th- the difference between her and someone like Becky Lynch in this situation and this isn't trying to downgrade anyone on this, but is uh, Becky Lynch is a first-time mother, and uh, Lacey Evans is already has a kid. Yeah. And you, you bounce back faster after your first kid, you know? Um, so uh, after your second kid, I should say, to clarify. I, I also think it has something to do with the travel schedule. I mean, what would the travel schedule be for that? By that, that point, probably will play into it a bit there. Um, but I, I can see, I could see Lacey Evans bouncing back faster than someone like Becky Lynch did. Um, I think she I, knows I, her, and, and, her time is ticking for the title as well for a title run. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's another side of it that just I think comes down to, um, because Lacey Evans has already been through this once. She knows not just her body will bounce back. But emotionally, she'll bounce back. And um, there's something different about your first baby than your second baby. 
And it's not sure. that you're not connected to them or anything like that, your second baby. It's just everything's a little easier. Everything's uh, a little bit less important and, you know... Um, you, you know, there's the old joke that your first baby, you keep you keep a binder of every little thing they've ever done, and then uh, your second baby, you uh, write down just their biggest uh, milestones. And your third baby, uh, you don't you start the baby book and, and with birth information, and then you fill out their third birthday, and then you know, yeah. You know, um, oh, uh, they got a year I, older, <laughs> and and I can tell. Um, you know, from personal experience, I'm the youngest of three kids, right? If we go through family photo albums and videos, right? And of course, I'm old enough. We didn't have VHS videos. It was eight millimeter. But my parents took a shoebox of eight millimeter videos in one time to get digitized and put on DVDs. And they filled up two DVDs. And the first DVD was entirely my oldest brother, from birth till uh, he was about two years old or so, right? And then the second DVD was about 60 to 70% uh, my middle brother from birth as well as my oldest brother until, until they were older. And then it was just that last, like, you know, third of that second DVD was, oh, here's, here's, Detective Smarks, and oh, by the way, now he's one, now he's two, uh, you know, now he goes off to kindergarten, the end. Um, and so it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, come on, anyways. Um, I find it odd that your parents actually named you Detective, middle name Mark, and then Smarks. It's, I mean, it works out well with your profession, so yeah, I mean, it was very handy. I well, here's the deal they named me Officer Mark Smarks, but then they promoted me. Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, eventually, I'll be Sergeant Mark Smart. Maybe Commissioner. Yeah, I don't know the way you authorize this uh, podcast. Yeah, I'm going to assume maybe you're already a Commissioner <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, so <laughs> Piper Niven. Um, so, so here's the deal. I think the storyline they're obviously telling is that Ava Marie's not really going to do shit. Uh, she's just going to stand there and Piper Niven's going to do all the, all the stuff. And what better way to do it than with the tag belts? Uh, effectively, it's kind of the storyline they started the Shayna Baszler and uh, Nia Jax run with and thankfully didn't continue because Shayna Baszler is way better than, than this. But having uh, Piper Niven be the, the muscle who just comes in and just destroys people. And then Ava Marie just literally just sits on the outside and watches and doesn't even tag in t to the match, but eventually they win. So, so that's the way I think uh, I would go with it is, is first just a series of squash matches where uh, Piper Niven just destroys little people. I mean, Hell, they're not doing anything with Liv Morgan, so feed her to Piper Niven. Um, I selfishly kind of hope Liv Morgan uh, gets let go, not because I don't want her to, to be a wrestler, but because she, in her free time, is training with Negative One, so she obviously has close ties to AEW, and I'd see, much rather see her go to AEW, because uh, I think she'd be legitimately a, a star in AEW. But... Um, 
And she could reunite with Ruby Riot because I'm knocking on, I don't have any wood nearby, knocking on glass that Ruby Riot goes to AEW. Um, anyways, so. Um, well, and the other piece is maybe, maybe she joins her fiance. Because mm-hmm. he's going to go somewhere. Uh, maybe. Who knows? Last I heard, uh, Mr. Dallas, Mr. Rotunda, um, was already preparing for life after wrestling. He was getting his uh, real estate license and uh, just going to focus on developing a career in real estate, which is sad because he's, you know, former NXT champion and way better than what WWE ever gave him. But anyways. Um, Following Kevin but, Thorne's path. Apparently, yeah. So, uh, Piper Niven <laughs> destroys people. Eventually, they go after the uh, women's tag team championships for the main roster, of course. And uh, I think it would be a star-making turn to have Piper Niven almost single-handedly beat Natalia and Tamina. Uh, with Ava Marie just standing on the outside. Just and I don't think that hurts Natalia and Tamina any more than they already are. Yeah, they, they've already been kind of destroyed. And if you're really worried about hurting them, you can you can have Ava Marie do some heelish tactics on the outside to take Tamina out. You know what I mean? Like Tamina's waiting on, on the side, waiting trying to get Natalia to tag, and Ava Marie just comes and pulls her off and smashes her head against the ring post and then goes back to her corner. And that's the only involvement of Ava Marie. And then Piper Niven destroys Natalia inside the ring because she doesn't have a partner anymore. I think they're they're also a good piece for um, the breakup of Naya and, and Shayna. Um, having Piper Niven annihilate Naya and Shayna just go and walk off. I mean, they did have Naya get at least the visual loss to Alexa on Monday night, so that's something. That's something. I mean, she didn't get the loss because Reginald interfered and uh, it became a, a DQ. Um, so she she got the loss by DQ, but but there was a visual. Uh, Alexa Bliss hit the Twisted Bliss and and was a was trying to pin. And that's when Reginald came in. So anyways, so but the big thing, the thing that has to happen with Piper Niven uh, to really establish her is once she's established as a powerhouse, once they've won the women's championship, once they've defended a few times, she has to turn on Ava Marie. And of course, we're establishing Ava Marie as a heel in this storyline. So it would be a face turn from Piper Niven to say, I don't need you anymore. And uh, just a, a, you know, abandon Ava Marie in a non-title tag team match. Uh, so Ava Marie has to get in and then gets fucking Samoan dropped by Naomi or... Um, Nia Jax or someone, you know what I mean? And takes a, a safe but devastating bump and uh, then loses. And then Piper Niven can go off on her own and, and be her own star. Yeah. Um, but, 
But if you wanted me to book it without including Ava Marie, then we've got a different story altogether. Uh, but I told you you were stuck with it. Put a constraint, so I'm stuck with it. I mean, you can book after the breakup. Well, then she just goes on a run. I like here, she's still tag champions, and so they book a match, and you expect it to be Ava Marie turning on on Piper Niven during the match. Uh, but you can have Piper Niven continue to win, even with Ava Marie not helping her. Uh, and so now she's. They've told the story before about tag champions who don't get along. Uh, sure. You know, reluctant tag champions. And so they continue to be tag champions even though they hate each other um, until they eventually lose the belts for whatever reason. And then you have uh, Viper, Piper, Niven go off and do solo stuff. Do drop. Do drop. Stupid fucking name. <laughs> now, now I will say, this is a thing that frustrates me when you've got a wrestler as talented as Piper Niven. Is WWE falling into the same old tropes that they always have of large girl equals powerhouse? Piper Niven's got and, some serious athleticism. Yeah, and and the thing is, they do it. They do the same thing with with guys too. So it's not specifically girls, but they do it more with girls, right? For instance, you know, they they book uh, Otis as if he's a powerhouse, and Otis's whole thing wasn't that he was a powerhouse. It was that he was extremely agile for a big guy. Um, but that's and same thing with Keith Lee. Keith Lee's. Uh, whole storyline is not he's a powerhouse it's he's a big guy who moves like a little guy this is why everybody loves him and wwe mm-hmm. didn't know what to do when he was on the main roster yeah they're like oh no he's a big strong guy yeah. no he can do a spanish fly from the top rope with another nope, big, no strong, big guy. strong guy he's, he's big and strong put him against braun Strowman, have him power slam someone yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, Braun Strowman, who's that? Oh, you're um, talking about the guy in Impact, Strong yeah, Broman. Strong Broman. <laughs> Did you see the report that came out last week about Braun Strowman? He's, he's denying he's it. Getting ten thousand dollars a any uh, show plus ten thousand, like yeah. over five in figures. Fact, the per the any reports show. are having it as low twenties. Um, but that that's what he's asking. He's not getting it because no indie booker can afford to pay 20 grand for one star to show up. Right. Um, he doesn't have the draw for it. Even if he did have the draw, you know, uh, Joe Schmo wrestling in Omaha, Nebraska doesn't have 20 grand. 20 grand is almost their entire budget for the wrestling event. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) And they got to pay everyone out of that, and and he wants the whole whole thing for him. There's a hey, come to Joe Schmo Wrestling in Omaha, Nebraska. Main event is Braun Strowman versus Braun. No, just Braun Strowman. That, that's, that's he's got a power slam a broom. He can put on a valid match against. I'm as good as Kenny Omega. I'm I can put on a match against a broomstick too. 
Yeah. He's going to have to wrestle both Invisible Man and Invisible Stan. <laughs> if you haven't, get on YouTube sometime and look for Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. It was a uh, match at some indie show. Um, but it was it's it's absolutely hilarious. It's not what you call a great wrestling show because it's it's uh, breaks the kayfabe a lot with it. But the entire match is just the referee in the ring reacting as if he's watching a wrestling match going on, counting near falls. And uh, early on, they have a, a table set up in one corner, and the table's gimmicked in a way that at, at one point towards the end, uh, it cracks in half uh, because one of the people was thrown through the table. And then the referee is able to count the three fall and everything, but but an entire entire wrestling match that you can't see the wrestlers. Commentators are, are involved, I assume. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty hilarious. So, I mean, it's it's not Kenny Omega nearly use, losing to a an eight year old girl, but it's something. She might. <laughs> Anyways, but that's how I would book. Viper Piper Niven. Do you have an idea how you would book, or do you not want to do your own challenge? <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I didn't do my challenge, so. I mean, if you, if you'll do your challenge, I'll do mine. Okay. Because we're only at um, forty minutes of actual talk time, but we are going to do a, a NXT AEW or AEW uh, Impact yeah. in ROH. So um, it's up to you. I mean. I, I, I would nearly do exactly the same thing. Um, uh, I, I disdain the idea that Ava Marie is going to, to in some way, shape, or form, um, teach somebody. Uh, at, at the end of the day, um, like I said, she may have worked on her, her ability to, um, to perform in the ring, a good quality ability to take a bump would help her. So, I it's going to be about the same. It's going to be be a, a slow, a slow but dominant rise to the tag title picture, probably by. Oh, I'm going to assume by by. Uh, not SummerSlam, but God, I hope they don't do it by SummerSlam. That's way too early. Um, but, uh, well, I guess we can get rid of the Ava Marie part pretty quickly then. But no, I, um, probably by, by, uh, Survivor Series. Um, I think the turn, I think the, the appropriate place to turn, have them turn is in the women's, uh, Royal Rumble. I think that's a really good spot for Piper to throw Ava Marie out, um, or Ava Marie to attempt to throw Piper out and not be able to. Um, and you can throw a little, you can you can show a little bit of Piper's agility in that. Um, you can even have those two be in the final four with you know obviously Ava Marie conning her way into a thirty spot or a twenty nine spot. Um, because I mean, she managed to con her way back into a contract, so um, we all know she's a pretty good con. Um, and then, 
Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I, I think the turn happens before WrestleMania next year um, with Piper. Just, I think the way the turn happens is Ava says, tag me and tag me and tag me. And she has some type of feud with somebody and she wants to be the one who gets the pin. So that's what I, what I expect to happen. Um, but yeah, I think you booked exactly how it, the only way it can happen with this particular setup. God, please don't make Ava Marie the face. Please don't try and push that. I I hope they're smart enough to know Ava Marie will never be the face. Ever. Never, ever. Never, ever, ever. Ever. Um, okay. I wanted I wanted to comment. <laughs> Say I wouldn't not with without Ava Marie. <laughs> you always could comment. Um so, I, I would have to go to a different page. Which I have up, but I'm not gonna go over there. So um so for me to do my own challenge, booking NXT versus AEW in Hell in a Cell. So of course we're gonna have two Hell in a Cell matches, right? The, you can the have one, more. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying two. I'm only gonna book five matches, right? There's gonna okay. be more on the actual card sort of thing, but I'm just gonna hit the five big ones, right? Okay. Um, the main event, of course, is gonna be a Hell in a Cell, and that's gonna be champion versus champion, just like uh, you kind of kind of did. That only makes sense to to if you're gonna do a thing. You have the NXT champion, uh, Karrion Cross versus the AEW champion, Kenny Omega. Currently, that's that's a bomb you wouldn't change. You wouldn't have a title change or anything. I wouldn't. Uh, no. no, I just think it's too good a match, and, and I don't know that it has a lot of history. Uh, here, I'll, it, it I'll look that up while you're doing it. Yeah, you can look it up. It doesn't, as far as I know. Karrion Cross spent most of his time in Impact and stuff like that, where. While Kenny Omega would have been in uh, New Japan uh, prior, so um, uh, for uh, the other in a cell match, uh, I am going to do a uh, a women's match, and we're going to go ahead and do women's champion because uh after Britt Baker's unsanctioned match I want to see her in a hell in a cell. So, Britt Baker, but I don't think um I really don't think uh Raquel Gonzalez is the right woman to face off against Britt Baker in a cell. Even though I think she's a great champion, I think she's proven herself very well right now. I think if you're going to do Hell in a Cell, AEW versus NXT, um, you need someone else inside that cell with with Britt Baker. Um, Can you hear me? Okay. I forgot to book that. So That's my um, bad. For, go on. For, for me, and it's going to sound silly to some people because they, don't, they haven't seen her outside NXT, but Candice LeRae in in that sort of a match could be phenomenal and she's just not given her chance in nxt to do it um 
if you go back and look at her her indie work, Candice LeRae, Inside of a Cell. I want to see it. I feel like I, I feel like the the um, NXT Women's title is moving towards Dakota Kai turning on Big Mommy Cool. I feel like that story is being told exactly the same as HBK and Diesel. Mm-hmm. It is. I think it's and headed so, right to it. The problem is, I I don't have I don't have a good way to book Candice LeRae getting the title. So, um, I'm going to book that as not a title versus title match for some reason. Because, uh, um, or do we do it? Hmm. I was going to say, do we do it tag titles? Because Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell are current tag champions. And AEW doesn't have a tag title yet for the women. Like you say, there's a good chance they add one eventually. Although reports have it they're going to add a trios championship first. which Because women are not important in all wrestling. Yeah. Um, and, And I mean, in fairness, they might just feel like they don't have a big enough women's roster right now. Or, or that their women's roster is depleted because of the travel bans going on, which is not entirely untrue. So It's not like there aren't quality women available, though. No, it's not like there aren't, but it's it's one of those, you know, if they have plans on re-signing B Priestley soon, because uh, the only reason they reportedly cut her was because she couldn't make it to America. If they have plans on re-signing her, you know, if they have Shanna. plans on signing, Sh- Shanna actually did get let go uh, recently. Um, That's what I'm saying. Re-sign possibly her. because of travel, so maybe they they plan on re-signing her. Um, if they have plans on signing a big name like Tessa Blanchard, um, Ruby Riot, you know, uh, Chelsea Green, if they have plans on signing a bunch of these women's wrestlers, then. They they might not want to immediately throw them into a tag match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but but I think I think Britt Baker has Rebel as her not muscle because that's not really the word. Her cohort, I guess, is the word. Um, so you have Britt Baker and Rebel versus Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Um, It's still title versus title. It's still and, a title versus title. Yeah, it's just not. And, and you could easily do, title. we take your titles or you take my title. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think here's an NXT wrestler that may not technically be an NXT wrestler right now, but he hasn't been moved off the roster page yet, um, and that's Roderick Strong. I'm just trying to decide who I want to see face Roderick Strong out of AEW. And I think I think Trent. Roderick Strong mm-hmm. versus Trent could be a fun match. Not in a cell or anything, just a just a straight up match. Uh, but so you've got best friends, you got Roddy out there. You know, you can even tell the storyline that Roddy's on his own because he no longer has you know, his cohorts behind him. 
Um, but Trent is is a good guy, so so Orange Cassidy and and Chucky e. T is are they're not going to interfere. Um, I think that would be a killer match. Um, I think we could have a fatal four way with Finn Balor. Kushida. I'm just thinking thinking what, what would be the most bonkers fatal four way to, to have go on. Finn Balor, Kushida. Darby. And Who is the most flip-de-doo on AEW's current roster? I'd make this, a, uh, based on the names you've said, most over Fredo 4-Way. Who's the most over? True. And then you just throw Jungle Boy in. It's, I mean, you're really just trying to find out who's the most over. Yeah, Jungle Boy's flip-de-doo enough that that might be, might be the good one to do. Jungle Boy might be a good choice. Could get there. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, I just was debating, or do I want to have have Hangman Page in there? Ooh, Finn Balor and Hang- Hangman Page in the same ring. That could be fun with Darby and and Kushida. My God, yeah, I think I'm going Hangman he, Page. He's a better performer than than Jungle Boy. Yeah, as an overall, uh, I'm not trying to take away from Jungle Boy at all, but. No, he he's more seasoned than Jungle Boy. I'm gonna let you keep going. I'm I, I'm gonna take a quick time out, little boys room. So I know it's live, but I'm, you're I'm st- gonna, you got two more matches to book. So I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna fill some time. So go ahead and go. I'm gonna while he's gone, I'm gonna talk about Bo Burnham's inside. You really gotta watch it. Um, that's a totally off topic of wrestling but it's stuck in my brain so um let's see so i already did two two hell in a cells and then actually i've done four matches so i only have one more match to do but that's fine um we're gonna do a women's battle royal I think that's the way we're going to go. So it's going to be 20-person women's battle royal. The uh, NXT wrestlers that are going to be in it, 10 on 10. Um, we are going to have um, Zia Lee, Tony Storm, uh, Shotzi Blackheart, Saray, Casey Catanzaro, Io Shirai, Ember Moon, Dakota Kai. This is going to be way too too many. Uh, We're going to hit Frankie Monet in there and uh, Caden Carter just to keep it there. So those 10 versus um 
You you didn't hear what I was doing, so so I actually did the math. Bo Burnham. Yeah, I you, talked to you... Bo Burnham a bit, and then I and then I went to. So I did the math. I'd actually already booked four matches: two Hell in a Cells, so men's and women's Hell in a Cell. Okay. Uh, uh, Trent versus uh, Roderick Strong, and then the uh, the Fatal Four Way, right? So that's four matches. So I only have one more match to do, and so for okay. this one, I am doing. A twenty-person uh, women's battle royal. What? Cheap. Ten, ten women from AEW. Ten Cheap. women from NXT. Um, if you way to get a lot of people on 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 this show. So, um, so uh, like I said, Zia Lee, Tony Storm, Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, um, I th- I'm actually gonna change because I think I didn't do Mercedes Martinez before, so I'm gonna do her. Uh, Casey Catanzaro, Caden Carter, Io Shirai, Ember Moon, Dakota Kai. Go ahead and stick Raquel Gonzalez in there as well. Um, and then from AEW. We've got uh, uh, Chris Statlander, um, um, Hikaru Shida, Priscilla. No, no. Um, um, God, I'm totally blanking. I almost said Priscilla Kelly, which she's not in AW. She's in NXT, and I actually did not put her in this. Uh, so, um, Penelope Ford. That's who I was thinking. Um, I actually have to. Pull up their whole roster because I'm. I think I'm forgetting some women, so I want to. So, uh, so I said Krista, Karashita, uh, Penelope Ford. We're gonna hit Tay Conti, um, Red Velvet, Big Swole, uh, Ali. Yeah, would it be Allie or the bunny? Yeah, the bunny. She'll be the bunny because that's what she does. Um, Jade Cargill, uh, Layla Hirsch, and... Did I do Red Velvet already? Maybe. I don't think I did, so Red Velvet. Okay. Um, uh, Just because I, I... I'm a big fan of if you're going to do a big crossover thing, let's highlight the women versus the women. I think a, a battle royal is a great way to highlight women yet and get a lot of women out there in public eyes, but not make any of them look bad necessarily. Right. You can have Penelope Ford eliminate Io Shirai, and it doesn't bring Io Shirai down um, as long as you let Io Shirai look good prior to it. You know what well, I mean? And- and women like EO open the open the door for um I'm setting up for a high flyer move. Oops, uh-huh. I got caught. Exactly. So so but that's how so that's your match. That. That's my five matches there. We okay. are going to go ahead and move on to our game that we play every episode. AEW Ring of Honor or Impact. Um, the rules are simple. 
I'm going to give three a, a current WWE wrestlers that uh, DFA has to relocate to one of those other three promotions, and then he's going to do the same back to me. Um, so, first round, the choices are Jackson Riker, Reginald, Dominic Mysterio. Now, I'll point out this isn't payback for um, your challenge earlier. Yeah, it is. Because I decided on this before you had your challenge. So Um, mine was payback, preemptive payback. Yeah, yours was preemptive payback. Um, Um, I still was shitty with this because I specifically chose three wrestlers that I knew. Um, I, I mean, I don't have a clue what Reginald can do. That's the hard. I mean, he really is the wild card here. Um, we know, we know Dominic Mysterio needs some training away from his dad. We know that he needs, he needs training time and mat time. And so he needs to not travel for that reason. Um, for that reason, I think he's going to Florida instead of, instead of, uh, instead of, uh, Tennessee. And I think he's going to be an ROH, um, Not that I, I, I think in Tennessee you can get that, but the travel schedule is much more difficult for impact when that time opens up than it is with ROH. So um, I don't, I don't really, yeah. Um, Jackson Ryko can wrestle. Um, he said some stupid stuff in his past. I, I'm not, um, I'm not one to to hold somebody's past against them. Uh, forever um so for that reason I, I suppose Jackson Riker I think I think he fits in with the uh with the dark order I think he fits in as a role there um he's certainly built like a wrestler he he can wrestle okay it's not uh, am I expecting a CM Punk level match out of him ever no um but he's not the worst wrestler in the world. Um, so I'm probably going to have Jackson Riker go to AEW. Um, and, and we, if I've said it once, I've said it a dozen times impact right now, just does not have a whole lot of great promo skills. Um, when Sammy Callahan is amongst your best promoters, um, that's not great. I, 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 I love Sammy's promotions, but or uh, uh, promos, <clears throat> but I also hate them because it's just like I'm a pissed off guy who wants to be pissed off. Is how it comes across. So, um, so yeah, I guess I'm going with Reginald, but I don't know that he talks well. I just have to assume that if you can dance, you can talk. Maybe I don't know. Reginald really is your is your curveball here significantly. Could you hear me that time? You're cutting out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, yeah, Reginald's the curveball. Um, and I suppose he's going to impact. And I don't know what the hell you're going to do with him because we don't know anything about him <laughs> other than that he can dance. I mean, it, it's it's 
is it wrong to say I'd rather if it was me and I was and I had to pick and and I'm the CEO of any one of those organizations in a heartbeat I would I would choose Dominic Mysterio over Reginald just because I know what I'm getting. Like if I had to choose one of the two, I choose Dominic Mysterio. I just think for Dominic's sake, his best location is in ROH. They build champions in ROH. They build entertainers in ROH. And then somebody else reaps the benefit of it. And they've done it over and over and over again. I don't know what Reginald is. I I think he's got Mike skills. He wrestled in a match on SmackDown against somebody a few months ago. It it was a it was a intergender match. And yeah. and he looked pretty decent in it. I mean, it, it, most of it was him avoiding Yeah, I mean, we don't we we haven't seen his in-ring skills. We haven't we've seen his bump skills and his bump skills are fine. I don't know that that tells us much, though. Nope, sure don't. <laughs> Which, speaking of, that's why now now I'm gonna do this because I'm like he's he's got to have wrestled somewhere, right? Let's let's go to. You're gonna go to independentwrestling.com. No, <laughs> he doesn't even have his own Wikipedia page. Okay, so let's try cage match. I know what I'm getting with the other two. Like, I'm getting supporting characters. I'm getting one. I mean, if I'm Tony Khan and I'm picking, I don't. I probably don't pick Jackson Riker. I probably pick uh, Dominic Mysterio because there is a ton of potential there. And I think Jackson Riker's what you're. I mean, he's number. He could be number twelve. So he wrestled against Sasha Banks. Um, in a solo match, and then he wrestled against Tamina, and then he wrestled against Shayna Baszler. Um, but here's the thing: I find him on cage match, and those are literally his only fucking matches ever. So, so how does how's this guy even show up? That's what I'm trying to find out. He doesn't even have any indie matches. Akeem Young. Yes, no indie matches. Hmm. It's interesting. I'm gonna have to look for Reginald a little bit more to figure out. I, if I were to guess, I would guess he was like a, a gymnast who tried out for the Performance Center and got signed, and that's it. So I just. We we don't know. We know his he can dance. That's what we know. We know he can take some bumps. That's fine. I just I had Dominic go to ROH because that's the best move for him. But if if I'm drafting them, uh, Dominic's at the top of that list because there's the most potential there. It just well, anything it, to get him away from his dad. Yeah, the thing with Dominic is we know he can be taught. Um. He just needs to. He just needs to try to not be his dad. This is the opposite of a of a um, Ted DiBiase Jr. situation. 
Yeah. Uh, this is someone who would be better off separating from his dad. Um, yep. But, I, I really think the you're not my real dad storyline would be gold. I really do. Yeah. They're not going to do that, though. I know. Wah, wah. So who do you got for me? I'm trying to look for a way to be as savage as Reginald, <laughs> but I don't know that there is. Like, yeah. uh, he he was the linchpin of that for me. To be perfectly honest, as soon as I saw Reginald, I'm like, oh yeah, who else? Who else is shitty like Reginald? So, um, I guess if, if we're just being assholes tonight, um, I was super nice. Except for that. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Ava Marie, I'm going to go ahead and latch on to this Reginald thing that you got going on here. And now I just have to find somebody else that I that I know you disdain as much as one of those two. Um, Ava Marie, Reginald, and... Um, Bronson Reed. Okay. So number one, your dick. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um. As much as I dislike Bronson Reed, the thing with Bronson Reed is I dislike him because I don't. I, like he can wrestle, I just I don't see a huge upside to him one way or another, right? Um, Reginald, I don't see an upside to at all, um, and Ava Marie, I don't see any upside. So Ava Marie is gonna go to Ring of Honor, where she's gonna get absolutely destroyed by the actual wrestlers at in the women's division of Ring of Honor, right? Okay. Um, and also, I don't have to see her all the time. Uh, those two Ever. things, yeah line up there um i think reginald will go to impact uh i think uh, in the x division with his flippy dues he might have a chance of of excelling maybe um which puts bronson reed in aew um where he'll languish <laughs> around and get destroyed by Wardlow, and um and Do you I don't feel know. like Bronson Reed is just the new for- funk source? Funk sort source. of. I, I really just, I think, like, they've latched on to him because he's Samoan, but he's not He's not one of the Anoa'i, so we're not playing favorites with the Anoa'i family here. He's Samoan, but he's he's from New Zealand, right? Oh, so okay. different yeah. Samoan, right? And he's a big guy. Look, we like big guys too. Um, but the thing is, like, it's not that he can't wrestle. I just don't see. I just don't see what other people see in him, right? I, you know, he's he's a mid card wrestler at best for me. But AEW uh, has enough of a mid card that he can kind of go there and and be fodder for the people moving up to the top of the card. 
So you would you would feed him to somebody. You would mm-hmm. yes. You would feed them more. Yes, they would be very full after that. But yeah. It wouldn't be right so be so right you're saying you want Ryback and AEW? Wardlow. I would let Wardlow. I would let Luchasaurus beat him. Anyone I want. Miro. To, anyone I want to look powerful, I would have beat Bronson Reed. Yes. Oh, okay. Or, oh, that's fun. Bronson Bead. <laughs> What's Ronson Bead doing in the impact? Oh wait, not impact. Sorry. But yeah, that's how I would do that. Hmm. So, um, because we didn't actually do a recap of the show, what the hell? How do you do that to to uh, to Moose and set up Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan? So, I kind of knew they were going to do that when they announced on on Impact the Thursday before that um, the match at, against all odds, I think is what the name of it was. I'm totally blanking. Um, whatever it was, yeah. Whatever it was. The match that week was going to be one-on-one Moose versus Kenny Omega. And that it was going to be at... Daily Center instead of where the rest of the matches were taking place. And some of it is, I think the Impact pay-per-view is pre-taped. I think. Um, And so, since they didn't tape that match, they had to do that match live. Um, But they also had announced, because Sammy Callahan wanted to know that he wasn't going to be in that, but the winner would face Sammy Callahan at the next pay-per-view. Um, and that made Don Callis all angry. Oh, no, he can't. No, I don't like that. Yeah, and I saw the promos leading up to it. I just didn't understand why you'd have. Why uh, Sammy Callahan better not be the one who takes the title off of Kenny Omega? Uh, I sure hope not. Um, I think I think they're gonna have some sort of. Um, I I don't think the storyline with Moose is done, right? Because they can still play a lot of. You didn't beat me one-on-one. You had to have your goons come in and give me BTE triggers and so on and so forth. You couldn't even lift me for the one-winged angel by yourself. Um, and so I still think they have that coming on. Uh, I hope I, so. I think the Sammy Callahan match will be just a bonkers match, um, but because it'll probably end up being a no-holds-barred sort of match, which Sammy Callahan excels at, uh, so does Kenny. And so does Kenny, right? But uh, that leaves a lot of openings for interference. Good Brothers. Young Bucks. Brandon Cutler, you know, coming in to help him. Um, to Moose. And, and Moose trying to help Sammy Callahan. Or trying to hurt Sammy Callahan because fuck Sammy Callahan. I don't know. Um <laughs> I, I, do I think, think they're going they're looking for the opportunity to put over as many people as they can in impact yeah um but the thing is it's come out that since then moose has signed a new deal with impact so I think the storyline will eventually be a rematch with moose Kenny Omega will take it off uh, will lose it to moose in a I I would assume a stipulation match like a cell match or or a cage match or 
or a strap match or something like that, an ultimate X match, um, and have Moose be the one who's able to just stand up or another, yeah, just just <laughs> reach up and grab it. And I win. <laughs> we didn't think any tall people were ever going to do this match. <laughs> we didn't make the things tall. That'd be enough. fantastic. Kenny runs for the ropes. Moose just reaches up and. Weird. Uh, no, no, even better. I have the finish. I've booked the finish. This might be a Russo challenge finish, but it's still. <laughs> I have okay. booked it. Kenny Omega puts Moose up for the one winged angel. Moose and reaches up, up, and grabs it. up and grabs the title and wins. <laughs> so Kenny Omega technically helps Moose win it. Helps Moose win. No, I think I think when Kenny loses, he needs to lose to somebody being dominant. This is why we've so many times said that he he needs to have his his title defenses in consequential nights. One, you know, around the G one's the time to do it because then he'll be defending the J- Japanese titles and the AAA titles both those nights. Um, and and then immediately, you know, you could have G one AAA or G one. Night one, he can do uh, lose, or he can defend his AAA title. Night two, he can have interference, lose the Japanese title. Wait, night um, three, which is Saturday, and the the final night of the G one, he's spent. You can even have interference, um, defend the AEW title, and then on Impact on the fourth night on a separate pay per view, um, you can have him lose to moose in dominant fashion in some way shape or form so i just had an idea of a a way they can have kenny lose all four in the same weekend well specifically (laughs) the impact one um it's because here's the deal in reality the storyline for him losing is probably going to be tied to uh him losing his faction right him losing his his so uh, what you do is you book a unfair match, Moose um, versus Kenny Omega versus Carl Anderson versus Doc Gallows, right? So it's Kenny Omega stacking the odds in his favor. I'm, I'm going to win because I've got my two goons on my side, right? But this is when... Gallows and Anderson go Turn into business Omega. for themselves. And Doc Gallows helps Carl Anderson win to become the new Impact World Champion. Ooh. Uh, because they're they're both Impact guys. Because they're both Impact guys, which then can lead up to Moose winning it off Carl Anderson, keeping some suspense for an eventual rematch Moose versus Kenny Omega, sort of a thing down the road, but without you know, both of them are now a little protected in it. Yeah, I, I at some point, I feel like right now the only person who's gotten over number one, Kenny's gotten over, but Kenny's the best wrestler in the world and probably has been for three years and been a better backstage guy um, than we all gave him credit for and his willingness to let other people shine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't think Kenny stopped being the best wrestler in the world 
from 2018 to 2021. I think he spent four years being the best wrestler in the world, and he's let other people shine in the meantime. Um, that said, I, I, I think in a way, all of the EVPs, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks, all have been trying to walk this fine line of how how can we be the best in the world in our particular genres and and at the same point not be constantly accused of booking ourselves championships right and and cody went with the let's just make it obvious from day one that i'm not going to be booking myself the the world title by doing the uh if i lose i never face i never go after it again stipulation the young buck spent and and kenny both went the other way spent a very long time not as champions instead putting over the younger talent in ways that they could or even just like kenny omega didn't wrestle a lot in 2019 really no um he spent most of his time just backstage the young bucks wrestled a lot but not in championship matches in matches with younger talent to put or they'd lose to guys that it wouldn't hurt them to to Mm -hmm. to put over then those guys can lose to the other guys the the problem i see with kenny right now is i don't know with the exception of moose i don't know that we're going to see anybody else get really put over sammy callahan's a very good wrestler especially Mm -hmm. in extreme stuff Sammy Callahan is an extremely irritating personality. Um, and, and, and it comes across incredibly fake. It, it comes across as, as just this guy who wants to be, you know, grit. And I, I don't know how to fix that. I don't know that he'll get put over through this. I can't tell you. I don't feel like Rich Swan got put over. I don't feel like Chris Bay's getting put over. I don't feel like there. I mean, you're, those are your top four guys for the title picture, in 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 Impact, and I and I don't feel like anybody other than Moose has gotten put over by Kenny, and I, that's that's where my concern is. Yeah, so far the only other thing is there. Uh, Impact Wrestling is very obviously really high on W. Morrissey, aka Big Cass. Yeah, and um, that could move. That could move and, in that way. And so they could be pushing towards him being the one to challenge for it and, and make a big thing. Uh, so that's a potential. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm looking here. They haven't put a lot of heat behind Matt Cardona, so I don't see him as challenging for the, no. uh, the title. Uh, Josh Alexander is currently the X Division champion. Uh, which I think he's good enough to be world champion, but I don't think they're going to move that way just yet. Side um, note, if I was Matt Cardona and spending every in daily posting pictures of me and Chelsea Green on a beach um, wrapped around each other, I don't know that I'd be all that concerned about winning the Impact title. Yeah, I, uh, my <laughs> thing is he's, he's out challenging Nick Gage, and I'm like, dude... Have you seen what Nick Gage does to people? If you want to keep <laughs> Chelsea Green around? You better keep that pretty face around. That's all I'm Because <laughs> um, Nick Gage does not give a fuck. Um, <laughs> and so, 
Um, but yeah, like I, Eddie Edwards is in the main event picture, sort of. He's he's the impact legend, for lack of a better term. Uh, but I don't see Kenny Omega putting him over. Uh, like you said, Chris Bay. The problem is Chris Bay is good enough to be in the world title picture, and yet they've got him just in the X Division picture, which is sad. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't see anyone else necessarily in that. So it, but we'll find it, out. I think it's a longer haul to put over impact enough to be a viable number three. Um, but I also don't know. I think, I think the, the door is very open for a viable number three North American promotion. Um, I, I think the, the problem is, this is a criticism I have to, for AEW and I get it. I, I've seen the Chris Jericho interview where he talks about this. The problem is, so far, this partnership with Impact Wrestling has been a one-way street. Yes. It's been entirely taking place on Impact with almost none, uh, no real crossover on AEW. Yes, we've had Gallows and Anderson. Not Gallows and Anderson. On AEW, but that, that hasn't been putting over Impact. That's just been them dicking around on, you know... Uh, I do hope that the Sammy Callahan thing is going to lead to some impact for some NXT, not NXT, AEW invasion sort of a thing. Because the whole thing afterwards is Don Callis fired Sammy Callahan, which I don't know how he still has the power to do that, but it's beside the point, right? So now um, you have Sammy Callahan, who's a air quotes, free agent and can do whatever he wants. So do we see Sammy Callahan on, on AEW this week? Um, if we did, that would be the storyline. Right kind of character to come out of the, out of the crowd too. So come out of the crowd, do a whole Sandman, you know, um, kendo stick and everything. Yeah. Kendo stick and everything. Uh, I don't think they're going to, maybe not the music. Yeah. Yeah. Although it would be it would be absolutely epic for Sammy Callahan and Sandman to come out together just one time. What a great coaching setup. That actually yeah, works. Buddy. Two dudes that I can give two shits less whether or not they're they're in the ring because mm-hmm. I just their characters are like cheap knockoffs of really entertaining characters. Um but you know very I think that works, believe it or not. I think that really works. Mm-hmm. And if anyone, if anyone in current wrestling uh, has the guts to, to try to license Inner Sandman, even just for a couple times, it's Tony Khan. Um, WWE yeah. would never pay the money. For that ECW, money. No. ECW famously didn't pay for any of their entrance themes. Um, but Tony Khan would be like, listen, we want to license it just for X number of appearances. That's it. Yeah. And, and maybe you don't play that part on television. That's fine. Yeah. Or maybe you do once. You know? But, uh, yeah. Oh, oh. That would be... And, and and to be like, oh, you've got your crew... Go, you know, uh-huh. your goons. Um, you could have all the ECW originals. I mean, Dreamer's still wrestling. Yeah, he's, he's actually an impact. Yeah, wrestler. he's an impact yeah. contract. So, yeah, um, let him come out. 
Not that in a heartbeat RVD would show up. Uh, Sabu, I think, has passed, if I remember correctly. No, he's still around, I think. I think. Let's look this up before I... Uh, I but, think he's still, still kicking. Um, I don't know that... And it also depends on what kind of shape he's, he's in. He's 56 years old, but as far as I know, he's still actively wrestling. Sabu? Yeah. Mostly just on indies and stuff like that. But Oh, I know who I was thinking of. Murderer who shall remain nameless. Oh, New Jack. Yeah. 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 Well, we don't have to keep him nameless because he can't track us down and kill us anymore. That's a good point. That's a good point. You could even have... Well, isn't isn't Devon uh, working for AEW? Uh, Devon, he's he's uh, the color commentator. Or play-by-play. He's one of the two. No, On AEW I said or D- Impact? I, said, I thought D-Lo. Devon. Devon is... Right. I don't know where Devon is. Was he working for WWE? Um, anyway, we know that Bubba is... is independent right now so. but yeah that would actually be something for for AEW oh no do. Devon's with WWE yeah, so you couldn't get Devon but you could get Spike and, and Bubba to come in yeah that would be something to, uh, I would give money for WWE to do or not WWE AEW to do Put together a extreme wrestling night where they bring in every ECW alum that they can uh, to honor them in AEW. And they, and they coach them. <laughs> you guys are going to be coaches. Yeah. You know, have I, Bubba would be perfect to, or I'm sorry, Bully, because he's not in WWE and they trademarked mm-hmm. his name, Dicks. Yeah. Um, Bully would be perfect to have walk in. Sting and and Darby are talking, and Bully comes in. And goes, hey, I understand this kind of match better than you do. Let me talk to the kid. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sting be like, "Yeah, it makes sense." <laughs> yeah. Say, Tommy Dreamer mentoring someone against Darby. Who who could he be mentoring? Tommy Dreamer coming in and looking at Arn and being like, I'll coach this one. Yeah. <laughs> Step aside, man. I'll do that. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. Maybe that should be our fantasy challenge. I mean, Taz is already there, too. Yeah. You could have Taz turn on AEW for Sammy Callahan that night because his friends are there. That It wouldn't be bad. Maybe that will be... Uh, I'm going to bookmark that to be a challenge for next week. So maybe next week will be the first time that we have something we discuss in advance a bit. And that's going to be book, book an honor ECW, ECW honor night. Honor night in AEW. That's not a bad idea. We could talk for and and just open book it. You don't have to individually book it. We just open book. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be a lot of fun. So so you heard it here first, folks. Next week is our first official pre-book booking challenge. And JLB will still come in the same way we do normally. Yeah. He's still going to be like, um, yeah, so uh, 
So what I'm, what I'm going to do is, and then he's going to book something for five minutes, and then he's going to change his mind and do something else. Imagine Francine coming out and telling <laughs> Britt Baker how to wrestle. Yeah, you know, here's the deal. What you got to do is, no, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe she gets left out. No, Francine needs to be there. The big piece of history there. Jeez. Come on. But anyways, we are going to go ahead and start to wrap things up because we got a lot to, to think about for next week. And then this week, we've got Hell in a Cell to think about. So, um, so yeah. Make sure to check out all the links in the doobly-doos. It's all down there. Where's my hand? Right down there. The doobly-doos are below. We got our Patreon. We got our merch store. We got socials. All of that isn't going to be in the links below. Uh, you can um, check us out on our live stream. If you are not already uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel, subscribe to that. Uh, click a like, thumbs up on this video uh, if you liked it. If you're here for the live stream, thank you. If you're just watching on replay, thank you for that as well. Uh, but give us a subscribe there um, or a follow on Facebook because we also do the live stream on Facebook. So you can click that, that follow button on Facebook and get notified when we go live there. We're going to be doing live streams every Sunday night at 1030 Central and Tuesday night at 1030 Central. The only times we're not going to be at that is going to be if a pay-per-view runs late. At which point, um, it'll be late. So, uh, but yeah, um, so check out the links all in the doobly-doo. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. It's right there. You can follow DA Fabe. At DA Vincent K. Fabe. Wait, the ad part is at DA Vincent K. Fabe. Yep. Uh, you can follow JLB wherever the fuck he uh, has his stuff. Oh, you can follow him at Real Talk Radio 8, don't you know? That's so actually the whole off. thing. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, that's it. Real Talk yeah, Radio they... is the brand. That's all we need to know. Um, yeah. But uh, thank Along everyone. with 900 other st- stations in Canada that say Real Talk Radio. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised he's got eight because there's a lot of Real Talk Radios, but you know. Yeah. Ooh, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh we're going to go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Uh, thank everyone for joining us, and we will see you soon.